Hey, welcome back. It's uh, episode 26 of How We Seize It. Uh, we're going to do a um, another Orville, the Orville season two. This time it's episode uh, seven, eight, and nine. This is one you've been uh, waiting for for a while. Oh, God, yes. This is definitely uh, eight. episode eight and nine um, are probably my two favorite episodes uh, of the entire uh, two seasons that I've seen. And, and we're getting and there's going to be some more really, really good episodes coming up after this one, too. I think it's uh, the two final ones are some really kind of mind benders and stuff like that. Really deep ones. Um, but these two, uh, like I said before, they almost to me could have been a movie. I mean, literally, like if, if Orville would have gotten its movie, this this could have been the story. They could have put a little bit more into it and it would have been fabulous. But even as it was, it's, it's really good. Right. So, but before we get too far, uh, I'm going to, I'm your, one of your co-hosts, Noah. And, uh, with me today, as always is my best friend, Steve. <laughs> let him, let them know what you have to say, Steve. I've got, well, I'll, I'll say whatever you want me to say, but I'll, I, <laughs> no, no, you won't. <laughs> You won't that's, say whatever I want you to say. That's true. That's true. I try to I try yeah. to contradict you when I can, uh, just to to keep us both honest. Right. <laughs> well, and that's how it is. I mean, that's what we do, um, and that's why it makes such a great fr friendship because uh, we we don't always agree, but we can talk about it. Like, I don't think we've ever got in like an anger fight, like an anger kind of uh, discussion, where it's like, oh, I totally disagree with you, and you know, Ur. but you know, <laughs> no, no, it's kind of yeah. We, well, and we we. We, do we disagreed on a lot of we stuff. We do a lot of martial arts together. So, you know, we, right. we, 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 we sometimes, <laughs> you know, if we got to fight it out or something like that, let's do that. True, no, true. No, typically we're not, uh, we're not uh, speaking in anger. Sometimes a little frustration, but that's all right. Right. But I mean, I mean, I don't think I've really ever had that with most other people where like I can, I can just, I can have those discussions where I'm, I'm definitely on the opposite side and it doesn't usually lead to that because I think the way we talk it out. And I think we both have a lot of respect for each other and our opinions that it, it, it leads to the good conversation. So it does, it does. Just like we had that conversation uh, last week, <laughs> we got into some, it, right. was, it was kind of heated, but, uh, but at least we were both able to, to put down what we were, what we were thinking. About. I think everybody else, <laughs> everybody else was, was like pretty oh. uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like where the fuck's this going? Yeah, no, it was, um, but yeah, no, we did we definitely that one on tape either. So, uh, <laughs> no, and, uh, probably would not want to No. Um, but no, it was a good discussion and, and we both, we both walked away with a, a little bit of, uh, understanding how the others feel and, and it was good. Well, it was and sometimes stuff. it's just the opportunity to discuss things, uh, rather than, True. you know, I don't, I don't always have, you know, an answer or, uh, 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 you know, a lot of it's just talking things through, but I don't want to, I don't want to hold, I don't want to, I don't want to say no to you or, or no to what I'm feeling. Sometimes you just got to put it out there and talk it, talk it out. And it helps right. you to a better understanding of, of what you're, what you're doing. I don't, I don't think we hold that to each other. Like if you say something or if I say something and maybe it's, 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 it's wrong or it's, it's just, uh, it's just our thought at the moment. We, we don't hold the person to it. If, if, if their, if their opinion changes and, and some people do, right. that. I don't, I don't like it when, when you see conversations where one person says something just, just because they're trying to explore an idea and another person just grabs hold of that and holds them to it. Um, right. And, and you know, they, they have to, they have to account for it when, when really sometimes we just want to talk so we can think things through. 
Right. Well, I think that's it's we have it to the point where, and this is what I'm saying is I don't necessarily have these conversations with everybody. Is is your opinions may differ from mine, but I don't ever just lock onto that and like and and hold tight like a you know a dog on a bone. It's like oh no, it's got to be wrong. I, I, it's like I tend to listen more when when I'm talking to you, where I shut down sometimes when I talk to other people, which is I know is a flaw, but you know at least I know it's my flaw, and well, and I, I I own that, but that's just. You know, I, it's I, that comfortability. I appreciate that. And and I, I got to say, you challenge me in my uh, struggle <laughs> sometimes to be able to express myself. Uh, and, I, and I like that, but that's it's not always easy. It's not always comfortable. But uh, right. I, I don't always uh, I don't always find myself in that position with with certain people. But you I can I, I can, uh, you know, I, I try to step up to 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 the conversation and find the right words to talk myself through things. Right. You know. Right. So uh, talking things through, uh, that leads us right to uh, episode seven of season two. Right. Deflectors. Yep. Right. This was a this was an interesting. And the reason I say they talk this through is because this was more of a um, I want to call it a mystery types episode. Oh, that's true. Right. Yeah. You know, it, it really kind of uh, it, it harkened back to a lot of the, the space uh, or not uh, not deep space nine, but uh, the ne- uh, next generation where they they had these kind of things where they had to figure out something like the detective stuff, you know, they had to, everything didn't go correct. And it wasn't just easy answered or fight the villain or, you know, whatever it was, there were some serious things with it. And it, it was kind of cool. They also touched on some social stuff, right. On this one too. Once again, they, yeah. they get into it. Uh, so the premise of this, this uh, story was um, they had a, a mockless, engineer um coming on board to help the orville um add new deflectors um new deflector programmed array or whatever just make them make them stronger in battle or whatever when it turns out this this mockless uh engineer happened to be a a um previous i don't know they didn't call him a boyfriend a mate um, Actually, it had a had a had a name that no said what's that, and you would refer yeah. to it as as a boyfriend. That's how uh, right, uh, and yeah, it was described. Yeah, so a uh, Bordis, right? So like a yeah. previous a previous guy, and it was a uh, Lokar was the name of the guy. Um, yeah, and not just so, an engineer, but like a brilliant engineer that, that like yeah, like the smartest Mocklin ever kind of thing. You know, like they, it was they they really piped him up and like smarter than anybody on the Orville as far as what he was working on. Not you know he was very specialized in whatever it was. Uh, so it was interesting because you know they bring him in and so you get that whole dynamic between him and Bordis where it's very crunchy and like. Bordas doesn't even want him around because he doesn't want to have to deal with like the he feels like the questions from from uh, why am I, uh, Clyden, and which is kind of funny because Clyden is the almost opposite. He's like, nah, bring that motherfucker in. Let's let's talk. Yeah, <laughs> invite him to was, dinner. He'd invite him in to dinner, and you could tell that uh, <laughs> that uh, Bordas was really uncomfortable, almost like there was something more going on. Which we Bordas is always uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so that is funny. Is uh so Lissa every time like. She she mentioned it like a couple episodes ago when I was watching it with her and like the two of them are just constantly bickering and just always angry and she's like what the hell and it's like I don't know but bored like as soon as I picked up on that I watched it even more and yeah he never seems to be happy and he's constantly you know arguing and and just has that gruffness <laughs> say hi 
<laughs> Sorry, my son just walked in for a second. I got a little distracted. He was showing That's off all right. his, his overcooked potato. <clears throat> nice. Oh, yeah. We had a burnt pizza tonight. Um, tried to cook it on the Traeger, and it came out pretty good, but the middle wasn't done. So Alyssa tried to cook it a little bit more on a pan. Apparently, that burnt the middle. So, yeah. Oh, well. We tried. Anyway, so this this story goes on, and um, there's some there's some odd things that go on with it where they uh, they do the the deflectors and everything, and then um, it comes. You know, the base the the big base of this story is he comes out to um, a Laura. God, that's not a Laura. What? Is, uh, why can't uh, I remember her name? The new Tala. the new Tala. Tala. Yeah. Yeah. So he comes out to her essentially. And it's weird I say come out to her because essentially it would be that that he's interested in females, which would be, you know. Well, yeah, and, and a lot of times that's that's what the, the show or a lot of a lot of these Star Trek shows try to explore is they they take a social issue like you said and try mm -hmm. to flip it on its head. And this is really kind of a difference between heterosexuality and homosexuality, but it's looking at right, the, you know, because the Mocklins are are. Are, are an all male race all male race well not yeah we, we learned that they weren't but but uh but they yes are. and no they want everybody to know that they're an all male race but apparently there's a couple females that were born <laughs> and and if you're born a female they make you a male right away and if you haven't seen that episode go back and check that out right right uh, so yeah there's a lot to do but so he comes out they haven't dealt with this one yet okay well if you if you're a, a male mocklin but you want to be with a female and it's not even a female mocklin he wants to go out with tala who's who's an even different race yeah and so she's not necessarily interested in him but she also wants to be a friend and so she takes him onto the hollow deck and uh they kind of go to this um it's like a what was it, it was a 1940s 1945 era. it was something that oh, uh kelly good grayson pool. uh yeah it, it was her world or no actually she might have been Saying it was uh, no, Gordon. I think was it Gordon? One of them, one of them. It was at the someone very beginning said it. because we found yeah. out at the beginning where she uh, breaks up with her. Um, Seeing, um, yeah, her teacher boyfriend. Yes, yeah. So, anyways, they just they have this place and it's set up and it's just it kind of reminds me of the the old movies like uh you know um the old dance oh, was what well was they the... had a movie up on the on the uh marquee did you see it, it oh did no anchors, no i didn't i missed anchors away with gene kelly and Catherine grayson oh. <laughs> Kath nice so that, that had the kelly grayson up there uh, right that's right, funny yeah so i don't know if that's where they came up with her name or if that was just something that they thought was was cool so they decided to throw it up there right because um, no, that was funny a real, that was a real movie right <laughs> so yeah no they they end up going in there and um and just talk in and uh they they low car like, and, and tala we're, we're back with yeah you. and okay. she teaches them how to dance at one point and i think they go and do some other stuff and then come back again another time i don't think it's the first time they visit that it all goes down i think um, it is so is it i thought it was the second time but anyways so tala, tala has to say uh oh hey i have to take off real quick and answer you know basically she got paged she had to go take care of it and so he's there alone, just kind well, of kiss like too. That's right. I forgot about that part. And he says that maybe I, you know, maybe I shouldn't have done that. And, and, and then she kisses him back. So, so yeah, actually, uh, she was kind of into it, but yeah, not, not originally, um, which is kind of an interesting thing. She kind of grow, he grows on her essentially mm -hmm. a little bit. She sees, she sees the inside, you know, and, and likes that, but they go and, um, 
so all of a sudden she's gone and he's kind of like seeming really happy. And then he turns and looks and someone shows up and says something and then shoots him. And then that's, and then that's where the mystery starts mm-hmm. and they have to fucking figure it out. And, and it's kind of cool. I, I, I like how they did everything and it, and it was kind of interesting. It, it wasn't, it wasn't a giveaway at all. Like this wasn't one of those ones that was easy to figure out either. Like when it all came down to what happened, I was like, Oh shit, that, that took some thought to, to write that even. They did. You know, you mentioned mystery when they were doing the uh, test with the, uh, with the deflector shields, which, right. Know, and, uh, right in the middle of it when, uh, cause the, the Mocklins are, are following them and shooting at them. Uh, yeah. With, with their lasers. Which I thought was and, awkward. Well, they, and then they shoot with, uh, they, they, a uh, torpedo, a torpedo and they, and they stop for a moment and, and what was it? Mercer looks at Mercer goes, Hey, hey no torpedoes. No, no torpedoes. And then he, then he kind of, then it kind of breaks in the, and, and he looks and he says that he just kind of has that little conversation with, with Grayson about, about yeah. the, the torpedo. I said, no torpedoes, right? Didn't I say that? Yeah. <laughs> really funny. But, but actually, you know, since you said this played out like a mystery, it was a little bit later in the episode. I thought, well, maybe that torpedo is a clue. <laughs> you know, some sort of clue that I'm going to look back on and say that kind of leads to something, which it turned out to be just nothing. It was just, <laughs> it, it was just a, it, it was just Seth MacFarlane, you know, doing his one of one of his asides. It was just kind of right, yeah. part, of, part of their their humor. But well, it got me thinking about mysteries in general because whenever you watch read a mystery book or watch a, a mystery movie, every weird detail like that turns out to be a clue that you got to take. Oh seriously. right, yeah. And I kind of appreciate it. It was kind of refreshing to see something totally off the wall here that really just remained totally off the wall and, and something you can't really get away with. Uh, right. <laughs> well, well, I, re- more, I remember more like real life, even though this was just kind of the humor <laughs> of Seth MacFarlane. But I, I remember when, when the whole thing was going on, um, my thought, like, I didn't know what this, this episode was going to be going in. Like, you know, you got this mockling coming on messing with the deflectors and then all of a sudden that torpedo. And I was like, Oh shit. Is this some like, he's going to, put another uh, virus in the system and the Bachman's are going to, you know, like turn it into a war kind of thing. Yeah. Cause when he shot the torpedo and it was like, Oh, was that supposed to blow him up kind of thing? It's like, Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was like, um, you're putting a lot of fucking uh, trust in another ship to be shooting at you live ammo kind of thing. Like I was like, it seems a little odd, but you know, who am I to say? I, I don't, I don't understand that part of it. I, 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 graphs too much to our real naval traditions and and things we do that sometimes just baffle me when i see them on these shows i'm like oh, right. they would never do that which i have some more coming up in the next episodes where i was like oh motherfucker i thought it was interesting uh you know this was one that was all about tolerance in a sense you know the tolerance of of, of a race respecting uh you know sexual attractions right and stuff but just got me thinking, you know, they're they, as tolerant as the Mocklins are towards other races and their sexuality and stuff. It's, it's, it's only within their race that they're, they are so, uh, right. Intolerant. And just, it just was something that I considered because I've never shown, it never seems that they've shown signs of, uh, of intolerance towards other races for, for their, yeah, they don't, but yeah, they're very intolerant, especially, um, Clyden is very, very adamant and very like traditionalist and is like, this is how we do, like, you know, where Bordas, you know, even though he's really stiff and, and hardcore, he uh, he is the one that's more open minded 
where, you know, uh, Clyden is very like, this is how it is. And, you know, we follow these rules. It's kind of, it's, it's a very interesting uh, take on things. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that, that always kind of makes me wonder when, when I see them going off of stuff like that. So what it really, did you see uh, Bruce Willis's cameo? No, no, I missed it. He was the, uh, he was the flower. The, uh, I told him, oh. I, I totally recognize his voice. He, he was a, a Gruden, Gruden, a cat, Catrudian, Catrudian, the big, the big flower. Yeah. Cause uh, Kelly's uh, <laughs> ex is still yeah. trying to win her over. He sends her <laughs> this, this, this live flower and he, who has a conversation with Kelly as she enters the room. And that, Oh yeah. That was Bruce That's Willis. <laughs> funny. I missed that. I, I remember that scene too. Cause it's like, he does. He sends her. Uh, well, first he sends her like an edible bouquet. Right. Like it's, That's uh, right. it's it has that fruit. great scene where Mercer it, takes it. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I, or no, it's cookies. Okay. It's cookies. It's not fruit. It's cookies. Yeah. And he's like, He's like, oh, this this is kind of good. And she's like, take it. And he's like, and he walks off with the whole thing. It's like, <laughs> that's pretty funny. But yeah, then there's that. He calls in, uh, she calls in Tala and she's like, hey, um, can you get this out of here? Because, and then, yeah, it's the talking plant. I, yeah, I didn't catch it. It was, that's funny. That's great. I love, I, I kind of almost want to go back and, and look more for some, some guest stars and stuff like that. Cause well, that reminded me of his, his moonlighting days too. Cause it was that same. Sort oh of God. Comic, such comic a good stick. show. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's actually one of my favorite shows. I remember that as a kid and, yeah. and maybe because of how old I was and when it was on, that was always just a great show. And I, I'm I'm not sure if it would hold up if I watched it again. But. I like I liked it at the beginning. It got a little tired when uh, when uh, it got it just got a little a too, lot of shows too too romantic and too heavy with the relationship between uh, Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepherd. Whatever is it isn't it like that always? Yeah. <laughs> isn't that how it always ends up though? Like is like when there when there's that that tension between them. There's always the interesting part, and then as soon as they give up that tension, and, and it becomes a, a couple they tend to die off and you're like, mm, yeah, yeah, <laughs> not as exciting anymore. Mm, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. So let's get back to uh, this mystery. Um, what, what they have to do is figure out who, who killed him um, because the, the Mocklins are all in a, an uproar because uh, you know, they're one of their smartest officers or one of whatever is dead and they don't have someone. And so, uh, they start looking into it and Clyden is like the top suspect, right? They, and, uh, they, they, they're going through all the stuff and trying to figure out and, and, the the, it's on the hollow deck. So they tried to have it replayed, but it's corrupted. Right. And so they have to figure that out and just going through all the stuff. And it's kind of interesting. So it ends up, they, they basically arrest Clyden for it. And, and, uh, yeah, John is able to, to, you know, override the corruption and, and get, get right. The which is even a more yeah it shows Clyde in and and you know he, he's like what's the right word protesting right he that, been, yeah no. he is total in total denial of it saying that yeah it's like it wasn't me and and nobody believes him except for Bordis Bordis actually is like he didn't do it and everybody's like but we got all that he didn't do it and it, it's very just he didn't do it kind mm -hmm. of thing and so so they have to get deeper into it, and it's actually Tala who who picks it off in the end, and um, and figures out what it is, and uh, it's kind of interesting because it, it turns out that it, he he set it all up himself. To, Lokar did. Lokar did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to to almost fake his death so he can disappear, 
and live his life as I don't even know what you call it. The, Out of the, the closet, but but away from the <laughs> world. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, go live where he can be himself, kind of thing. I, yeah, yeah. I read, I so, read a little bit about the the title, the deflectors, you know, and that's what he's there for, being kind of to analogous. upgrade the deflectors. Yeah, and, and that kind of being analogous to to being in the closet and putting a shield to kind of cover oh, your true, true self, yeah. uh, which which I thought was uh, a, a simple analogy, but it, it worked for it. Yeah. Right? No, it is a hundred percent. Yeah, no, it does. It you you do you put up you put up the walls. Right. People put up the walls. There was a um, rumor, you know, you, you were talking about Tala. There was a rumor that I read that this was first written uh, with Alara in mind and talked that, that it prob- the story probably would have resonated a little bit more with her, especially in the end, how she kind of had to sacrifice, uh, you know, the because she was always looking for love or kind of a little frustrated by by love. Um, and it makes sense that it was written with her in mind. Cause I don't, I, they may not have known her story arc when it was written that, that she was going right. to be gone. Um, yeah, no, I could see that. I definitely could see that. Um, one of the, the interesting things was, is, is, uh, they do give her some depth with this one, right. Um, Tala, one, uh, towards the end, um, she's talking to Clyde and, and, uh, some, you know, he kind of was like, you know, she calls him out on it. Like, Hey, you, you know, you're the one that fucking ruined this guy's life because you, you couldn't keep your mouth shut and you had to fucking be Mrs. Tattletale kind of thing. And, you know, you had to report him, which would ruin his life. And he's like, well, you know, she's like, he's like, what can I do? And he's like, you want to repay me? Here's how. He goes, when you see me in the corridor, walk the other way. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, I don't understand. He's like, look, Locar didn't hurt you. He didn't hurt anyone. And all he wanted to do was love. And yet because of you, his life is over, except for uh, no reason other than your own prejudice. Uh, so far as I'm concerned, you can go straight to hell. And it was such a powerful yeah. thing because it's it calls him out so deeply on his exactly what it is, prejudice and his his everything's gotta be exactly this way. And and it's 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 such a, a, a cool moment. Um it gives her some really strong character and it really calls him out, which a lot of times in a lot of these episodes I've wanted to hear, like, why is no one fucking why are they putting up with this? You well, know, typically they'll shy away from that, especially with characters that are going to re- remain throughout the show. Someone will chew out a, a character that's going to leave at the end of the episode, mm-hmm. just like a like a, a bit part. But but we're going to have to deal with their their conflict going forward, and it kind of puts it, it makes it a little more challenging to continue to write for. But I, I applaud him for that. That's I agree that that's that's good. I I have been a little frustrated with Tala's character just because i don't think they i know we talked about it this last time we talked about uh, orville um i don't think they really introduced her well or gave her anything new she they, 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 she was kind of like a rubber stamp of of alara you know with right the, what was uh what was is it was it three's company and they like they replaced jack with someone that looks oh, looked almost crazy. exact well, it was Chrissy. Oh, Chrissy. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it was someone else with a similar name, but a tall blonde <laughs> books. It was it, it's the same thing. It's like yeah. fuck no, like change the character. Yeah. B- bring someone in completely different. It's, it was like give them their own it, story. Yeah. And, right. Yeah. So I, she's coming into her own and and maybe it'll work out. You know, we got we got season 3 eventually coming. Yeah. Um I yeah, read something about that's that. It's not on her. It's it's and and I I guess you can blame the writers a little bit or whatever the situation was. But, uh, 
Maybe it was maybe it was because they weren't planning on her exiting, and uh, they had written written with Some other. that that sort of character in mind, and so they couldn't. Uh, but I don't know. I don't she know. seems like a, it almost. So here's here's the difference between the two of them. I think it's almost like Tala is what she would grow up to be. You know, it's almost like the the difference between like yeah. say an 18 year old and a 26 year old of the yeah. same person. She's like, coming to she's her got own some, a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. She's got some miles under her and, you know, she's a little more less naive and a little less, you know, she, at least that's how it plays off to me when I, yeah, when it was I see good it. That they so. gave her this episode where she could stand out and, and especially like you said, at the end, uh, confront Clyden and, and right. Um, yeah. So cool. And even, yeah, I don't know. Even tells Lokar, you know, he's all like, you know, you, I, I'm going to have to go back and face the tribunal. You did this to me. I, why don't you just let me go? And she said, I, you know, I can't because there's someone in prison that, uh, that didn't do right. it. And that's, that's my, I, I can't, I can't overlook that. That's right. That's the way it goes. Yeah. You know, so I, yeah, we didn't cover that, but yeah, that's exactly. So she ends up discovering who that he did himself and then the search for him on the ship and she finds him, uh, with like a personal, uh, cloaking device. And, well, and that's where that comes. No, well, that's what she thought it was, but he just said no. With a little bit of reengineering, they were able to take the cloaking device of the of the shuttle and focus it on him. So he was it, he didn't. It wasn't a personal one. It was it was the shuttle's cloaking device. Right. Well, no, I mean that's just what I meant. He was yeah. cloaked. Yes. I didn't. Yeah. Well. Yeah, you call. Yeah, he didn't have a walk around cloak device, but yeah, he was <laughs> he was personally cloaked. See, now you got me all missed pissed off because you called no i'm kidding uh but no yeah uh so she she finds him and stuff and yeah you're right he she calls him out and says hey no i'm not gonna let an innocent guy burn for this and let you you just walk off and so he owns it in the end and maybe we'll see maybe we'll see something with it later on it's hard it's hard to say on that one so yeah it was a good episode um wasn't the greatest but i i did enjoy the fact that they kind of got back to the the mystery kind of uh portion of an of like the old star trek and the old next generation where they kind of did some things like that i i enjoyed that aspect of it and i love seeing uh mercer and grayson do their little bar banter when it's you know when he when you know she tells him yeah we're not seeing each other anymore and mercer just starts getting so you know you know, she's like, oh. oh, look, he just texted me, you know, and he's like, oh, yeah, no, you, you know, just because you could totally tell that he he really yeah. on the inside <laughs> w- wants to figure out how to make it work with the two of them at some point. Or he, just he does like, behaves like a little boy. It's, he it's, does. He, he does that so well. And it's funny. It, she, he does. Just, he she, she just <laughs> I don't know if I brought it up so before. Well. Did I did I ever tell you that I found out, too, that uh, Malloy and uh, Grayson are married in real life? They got yeah I think I, I think yeah it <laughs> I think we did did we talk about we that talked about it and, um, <laughs> I I think but, that's but I saw so she filed for divorce but it did uh, but then then, then, re- then retract it or something <laughs> like that so who knows but that was after the season was already filmed so it's funny I started to uh, watch a little more closely when they worked together <laughs> to see if I can pick up anything and it's kind of funny um, but yeah so that was it for that that episode like I said good good episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I, nothing wrong with it. Not not the greatest, not the worst. It's probably in the middle somewhere, I think, for me, um, as far as this up. But what it does lead us to, first off, is what are we drinking tonight, Steve? Well, okay. 
So my <laughs> drink was inspired by the the next two episodes, Identity. So, right. um, which which is all about Isaac and his homeworld. So, I, I right. I mean, that's, that's oh, fine. oh that, no no yeah yeah. yeah. We, I'm not I'm started. not. So so this I'm actually drinking an Isaac cocktail, which is inspired by Isaac from the Love Boat. I was just going to say, yeah, it's got to be Isaac from The Love Boat. Which, which I, I thought was good, too. I, it might have been even more fitting a, a couple episodes ago when it was right. Isaac and, and uh, Dr. Finn. Dr. The, Finn. They had their little love <laughs> affair, and I thought, oh, that might work. But 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 I, I got to this. This is actually something that, uh, what's his name? Ted something, the actor that plays Isaac. He Okay. He, this is a this is a drink that he he invented called called the Isaac. And it's, it's white rum, pomegranate uh, syrup, some lime juice. Uh, and uh, a little bit of club soda, you know, and there's, you know, and, and so I went and gathered the ingredients right. just to kind of honor the, <laughs> honor the, the identity of Isaac. Uh, yeah, nice. I like yeah, it. So I like that. I love the fact that it goes back to love boat. Cause that's when I, when, <laughs> so we get the, during these episodes, they even come up to him and ask him, uh, why did you choose the name Isaac? And he said, yeah, because Isaac of Newton. Uh, Isaac Newton. And it's funny because when I, when I first thought it, when I first heard, before he even said it, I was like, Isaac Loveboat. Come on. <laughs> I don't know why, but I've always thought that too. I loved the Love Boat growing up. That was one of my favorite shows. Me too. Me too. I was, I, so, I was like, Julie. Julie was, was yeah. pretty hot. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's an awesome. That's a good good pool for a drink. What do you got? So so I had to go with a couple different beers. Um one I had to go with because these are two of my favorite episodes. So I, I just happen to have one of my favorite beers in the fridge on tap. Nice. And so I poured myself some uh, fog belt painkiller. Yeah. That's right? what I thought. <laughs> so I, I got to go. I got to go with some favorites. But then I still have some of these Firestone. Well, you use uh, that for the opposite, too. You say you need like a painkiller because these. Episodes yeah, I have. So <laughs> well, that was using the painkiller. This was because it's my favorite. Okay. Um, but then I, <laughs> uh, then I also went. I, I grabbed just so because I'm gonna finish this this painkiller here pretty soon. I don't have to work tomorrow, so uh, there's no reason not to uh, finish a couple beers. Uh, so there's this Firestone Brewery, that Firestone Walker that I talked about. I got that four pack. Um, they have this one called a Union Jack IPA, the West Coast style IPA. And the one, the reason I went with that one is because um, the Union Jack has kind of uh, been known for like uh, ships have the Union Jack on them. Uh, one of the flags they raise and stuff like that uh, during times and stuff. So uh, I always thought that was kind of cool, but it just has kind of a military look to the can. Um, it's got some lions on it and the, and the kind of like a flag look on it. So it just made me think of you know that stoic you know naval type feeling and so i, I grabbed that salute. one right oh my god so <laughs> I, I had to look that up did you okay i, I did too. I, I, I did too i, I had to look that up i'm like i was like wait is that something real turns out it is yeah it has so this, to, this it, is something that we haven't talked about the episode but uh <laughs> but mercer is trying to to uh to reveal well let's that. let's let's try and hold off and get, get wait okay. till we get there because but it is yeah remember that 13 button salute okay <laughs> that's a good that's a good one all right so identity um starts off uh the same kind of uh dr finn isaac um i think he's reading a story oh no he's playing they're, like they're a playing that game that almost like the, well it's like the 3d chess from star trek yeah but, uh but it's a little different uh it's really cool yeah looking. Yeah, so the kids the kids uh, take their turns, and then Isaac wins the whole game, and then they're like, oh, you always win. He's like, yeah, I'm going to because I'm smarter than you little shits. 
right? And, yeah, I'm and you're so, paraphrasing, but you're right. That's what he says. <laughs> yeah, paraphrasing, but that's exactly. I mean, he he holds no bars, and like, and then the ones like you can't call us dumb, and like, well, you are. I'm, I'm way smarter than you assholes. You know, that's the that's how I got it. Right? He didn't he didn't pull no punches. Like little like you're like, oh, I know, I'll let you in someday. No, I was like, you're never gonna beat me, you little tard. It's just <laughs> you can't do it. You know, he <laughs> did, but it just he he just was really kind of rude but in the same instance he kind of was he almost got the point that it was like that's how his that's how he deals with those kids it's that's how his almost like his sarcasm for me okay. that's how it felt because and then you know but he's like oh but i always love playing with you guys you know kind of thing which you know this is this is another one of those episodes where they they almost deal with how he really has no feelings or does he? That's what I, you know, and I took a lot of notes on this, on this. I watched these both twice. Um, I watched, I watched the first episode late at night, a few nights ago, uh, mm -hmm. episode one, which ends on a cliffhanger. And it was like midnight. And I'm like, Oh God, <laughs> I gotta watch the next one. But I decided to wait. And the next night I, I started watching it. Uh, and my wife was in there and I said, I said we should watch. You want to watch another one? So I act, actually went back. And we went back and the, watched the first watched one. Yeah, the first one all over again. No, and I still hadn't seen the second one, but but it was good. To, and then we watched the second one afterwards. And and uh, yeah, it, it, it so nice. good. So yeah, so it, it gets to that point, and uh, Doctor Finn is like, "Oh, Isaac, you ready to talk? Tell the kids and what we talked about?" And he's like, "No, nah, sure, whatever." And uh, and then so it's they they start to announce that they're kind of dating and the kid the you know the youngest uh you know loses his shit like oh sweet whatever and the other one's like i knew that yeah. you know kind of thing <laughs> which i thought was kind of funny um but then all of a sudden he he like like glitches out you know like he, he, just he goes through his, yeah He's yeah he, which is funny so this the i just watched this again like earlier today and uh i watched when he collapsed Whoever was in that suit when they collapsed, he did a good job because he like rolls his legs up under his body. Like that would have hurt me falling like that. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. He, he committed. I know he pulled yeah. up and just kind of like flumped to the ground. Oh, right? and when I, when I saw his, cause I mean, he went into almost like a full knee bend when he landed on the ground, like his, his foot was up by his butt. I'm like, that just hurt me watching it. I was like, oh damn. So, but yeah, he, he, he locked up completely and, and, uh, kind of, uh, what are they? There's a word that they call we basically went offline. Yeah. Right. And so so they all flip out and they're trying to uh um figure out what's going on and it comes out that they you know, one of the, they're talking in all the all the main characters around. I think it's either Malloy or Lamar, one of them go, uh, we, we need a um uh Kalon manual. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just thought it was kind of funny, like, you know, when your washer goes down, you whip out the manual, like, what's this code mean? It just, it just made me think of that. I was a little surprised that they didn't have any sort of knowledge on how to uh, deal with it. I mean, that that you you would. Think well, he's the only he's the only one that's ever interacted with humans. Yeah, you would think though that he would provide that sort of uh, diagnostic. He runs well, diagnostics, but maybe. Yeah, but when you but when you look back at of all the stuff that he's done and stuff like that, he's very secret. Like yeah. And especially with, with everything that's going on, you can see that like that would be no, no, I can't let you know anything about me kind of in the detail. True, it like, does so. come out, yeah, a little bit more as we as we continue to watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> uh so that they uh they call the admiral and, and talk to him about going, um 
going to Kalon, right, to uh, to see if they can get some help. And this is one of the cool things. And I know that, that they've talked to this guy before. Uh, it was Admiral uh, Halsey. Halsey. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, an interesting fact about that, uh, Halsey is actually a um, a well-known military figure from, I believe, World War II. He was a naval commander. Um, and so and you, there's actually... You think he was named yeah. after him? Okay. I, I think it's. I think it, it might be a you know a, 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 an homage to him. Okay. Yeah, because uh, and there's a lot of ships now. I believe I know there's at least a Coast Guard you know a large Coast Guard vessel named Halsey. When I was in boot camp, I was in Halsey Hall, right? Okay. So I mean the name is very very um, important to naval you know history and stuff like that. And there's another one I can't remember offhand. I'll have to see if I can find out. There's another another officer they talked to who has a, another name that's very prominent. And the two of them were, were two of the biggest commanders in the Pacific war during world war two. Um, so yeah, kind of interesting. So yeah, just wanted to throw that out there. I, I love how they kind of throw stuff like that in, you know, it's some real history, some real, real stuff um, in their little, you know, little Easter eggs essentially. Mm -hmm. So, um, but he's the one that so, yeah. sees this as an opportunity of maybe making some headway into the uh, Kalon Cuban relationship or getting them involved. Trying to get them to join, yeah, yeah, to join uh, because they've been very secretive. They don't they don't welcome anyone to their planet. But uh, the, all they do, all they've done, is sent uh, Isaac to right to gather <laughs> okay. data to collect data to make a decision eventually. You know. Yeah. So that's that's like the very like beginning that we're barely even into this episode and we're already on our way to Kalon, which no one no one's ever been to. And they they fly in and it's one of those like this this crazy, like advanced looking world and stuff like that. And uh, what did it remind they even... you of? It totally reminded me of of a cross between uh, in Star Wars, Coruscant and Cloud City. It kind of had that. OK, I, the Cloud City in the beginning, for sure, when they yeah. fly in. Um, I was thinking was, was the big political capital. Uh, in, maybe in, that was in Phantom Menace. Yeah, maybe the, I was thinking of another one. It's kind of it reminded me a little bit of. Um, I want to say it's not Avatar, um, but there's another one where they kind of fly in over and it's it's that high up over the stuff. So maybe it might have been Star Wars. It might have just been clue. But before they even got to the planet, right, like right when they're pulling in, like they uh, they almost get like stopped like all the everything shuts down and they get scanned yeah right and everybody's like oh shit and then uh, yeah i <laughs> like uh Malloy was like um, as in uh what was it at the beginning of aliens remember remember aliens when uh because at the end of alien the first alien sigourney yeah. weaver curls up in with a with a cat or something like that and the little girl no no that's at the end of aliens i'm talking at the end of alien where she goes into cryogenic freezing which they oh, yeah, do yeah, at yeah. the end of Aliens, but in the, at the beginning of Aliens, they come in and they do the scan of the room, and it's the same sort of uh, yeah, of, of vertical, it's like a beam. It's a vertical beam that kind of sweeps across and, and registers yeah. everything. That's the same sort of idea here. It's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, like Malloy is like, uh, I'm sure this is going to cause cancer. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that, that was pretty funny. Um, you, you know, know they, speaking of Malloy and his humor, I especially episode two, but I think maybe even episode one of identity he was he was the sole humor uh outlet for humor they they there was a little bit in one with uh with mercer okay 
Yeah, it's, but, there's a few things, but not a lot. But especially in episode two, I don't think anyone cracked any jokes except <laughs> except well, for Malloy, who who did a you know every. Chance and it wasn't had. and it wasn't until the it wasn't until the end though either. Like it it's it's very little in the eye. There's a few. Well, there's a <laughs> <the> peak corner. <laughs> that's it. That's okay. that's the main one. <laughs> a peak corner is looking awful good right now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, well, because in the so they get scanned and then all of a sudden they get coordinates and, and land and and everything starts off pretty good. You know they bring bring uh, Isaac in. Which speaking of Cloud City, didn't it remind you of uh, you know when Boba Fett is going into Slave One with Han Solo floating on that on yeah that yeah yeah pad just just the way they're, they're kind of taking that floating pad out uh, yeah <laughs> out the ship with Isaac on it. It's like ah oh, yeah this is an homage it, it, to, uh, to it Star does Wars. yeah so they get in there and and. Uh, they get Isaac and they they take him in and figure it out and turn him back on and and like I don't remember everything that happened but I know um well uh, you you mentioned they turn him back on when they walk in and uh, into the building and it shows all the uh the um uh what are they the Kalons Ky- Kalons thank you say Kalons Kalons um they're all up against, they're all up against the wall and they're doing doing right. the buttons and stuff and at one point they all turn mhm I read something that it was the director saying that was the hardest shot of the whole shoot. Oh, to Not get them all you, turned at the same time. To get them all turned at the same time. Oh, that was funny. I mean, I'm sure the special effects had had their own challenges, but as far as 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 shooting it, that was that was the yeah. biggest challenge. Just trying Very, to get them all coordinated. And and apparently, they kinda, the one who played uh, plays Isaac uh, trained them all. You know, he trained all the actors. Oh, that were, that were uh, how to how to walk were, like him and talk yep, like him. And yeah, yeah. I, I bet that, yeah. So it was kind of a uh, they almost had a Borg like feel, right? True, you know? and and I I actually tried to analyze whether or not they were acting as a collective, and they they didn't appear to be. They're not though, because there are things that happen if they were a collective. Then yep. they would have known things as yep. things happen, and also kind of their hierarchy. They had a they had the primary, so they actually yeah they were they were autonomous systems but yep. but certainly uh then they but had Borg, that mach- Borg, machine Borgish. communication too yeah well it was well we won't i'll get into this a little later but it reminded me of terminator I'll, we'll get into that a little later gotcha yeah <laughs> so <laughs> right so uh this is where some of the jokes you know uh mercer they they one of the things they start talking about was um you know we we reviewed all of his files and stuff like that and and we noticed that you uh basically make fun of him right yeah. you know put him yeah. down and they're like Mr. Like, what? <laughs> right yeah they're like but the way he said it is like you uh attached you know things to his head whatever you know like it's very scientific the way they said it and he's like you mean the mr potato thing <laughs> <laughs> like we're so getting fired and i was like it was so funny yeah um, and then he's like, uh, you know, he's like, well, but then uh, Isaac cut a guy's legs off. Mistakes on all sides, I think. <laughs> That's true. That was some humor that came out of someone besides uh, Malloy at the beginning. Yeah. So. Well, and then there's also the one where they come out and uh, they come to talk to him. And he's like, uh, you guys got any chairs around here or anywhere? Yeah. <laughs> and that's that great humor that I think Seth MacFarlane brings because it's right. just that. It's just that aside, that moment of, that that really doesn't lend itself at all to anything, but it just it just kind of lends lends itself to to the moment itself, you know, about how right. awkward, awkward time can sometimes be. <laughs> oh yeah, one hundred percent for sure. Um, yeah, so there was some good stuff. So, but then we get into they they get into it, and they're basically like, uh, we we 
we need to check out some more stuff, but they're like, you know, your race is very, uh, this gets into almost a, a, a racial thing. You know, they, they bring up the whole, how they, um, you know, it has to do, I'm trying to think of the words they used, but the, how they were saying like you, you treat your own, you know, well, other people. They don't people get into that they, until a little bit later. Cause first they decide to keep Isaac, uh, you know, I, or Isaac, well, says he's not coming back. Cause it isn't until they discover those underground catacombs that they start. Well, yeah, but, well, no, they said a little bit about that before, though, I thought. Okay. I, I thought so. I could be wrong. But I know that, yeah, they said, okay, yeah, well, we, we reviewed enough and we're done and Isaac's going to stay here. And then this is where, you know, Dr. Finn loses her shit, which this was probably, that was probably my least favorite part of this episode because it's kind of like you knew this shit could happen. It's already happened once before. You, you know why? <laughs> I, I agree with you. Uh that, that sometimes I get a little frustrated at her emotional outbursts considering, but there was a moment in this script where, where she says, look, I know I'm behaving emotionally. That's and, right. and I'm pissed off at you, but I also know who you are and I understand, you know, she tries to separate herself from her emotions. And so I thought that was at least a, a good, it was, she was being very self-reflective of, yes, I'm an emotional person and you are not. And I knew this going into it. So, so right. I think she kind of, she, she took that to heart. Oh, she, it, it she had understood. to be in the episode. It had yeah. to be in the episode. Yeah. I just, it was one of my least favorite parts of it. Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. It was it, as far as enjoyment, like it almost is like, it makes you not like her as much, you know, it takes away from her character to me. It did at least just the it was kind of like that that's how i felt about it but i mean it was also she was mad because he disappointed her kids and things like that i and thought it's... she was rather stoic too when she was trying to when she was with her kids and trying to just be very straightforward with them nope this is the way it is and this is why and just trying to help them through it and oh but yeah you know what to me that okay being there uh... more for the kids because she knew well and then, then there's the some, there's some passive aggressive shit in that though <laughs> you know what I mean? Still feeling emotional about the whole thing. Right, but you know what I mean though? There's still that passive aggression. Like you're like kids can pick up on more than just the verbal. Yeah, well, she was saying all the right things, but the attitude wasn't there. Okay. And so you know, it's it's kind of like kind of like a a mom using their kids against the dad as a weapon kind of thing, you know. Yeah, she says all the right words, but what is she really saying with her body language or behind doors? It's just it's just a feeling I had, and maybe okay. it's more my experiences with, you know, separated father mother, you know, things like that. But it just one of those. It to me, it was. I saw that it, and that's why I didn't like it. Okay. Not that not that it wasn't necessary. It just it I just it it didn't make me feel good, mm -hmm. and maybe I want this show to make me feel good. So that's part of it. I, I just I didn't like that interaction. Well, I then, agree. It has to be I, part of it. Then when uh, when uh, they throw the party for him and Malloy goes air supply <laughs> and sings uh, <laughs> sings the air air supply song to, as a kind of a going away tribute to Isaac. That was, he, that was and he sounded damn good. <laughs> so that's and he did, and that was him. Yeah. That wasn't no, that was no lip sync. So the other funny part about that is the whole going away party. Well, yeah. So they decide they throw this going away party for Isaac. They sneak him on or not sneak him, but get him on board and not let him go until he goes and then. They're like, yeah, we got to, we got to, you, this is, you know, you're going, we got to celebrate you and stuff like that. And he goes, give a speech. And he's like, I don't know any speeches. And Mercer's like, you're a, you know, a walking encyclopedia. Look one up. 
So then he gives the Sally. What was it, Sally? Sally um, yeah, places yeah. In the heart when she went places of the heart. Uh, yeah, like in the I looked or something. Yeah, eighty five. Okay, I looked it up because as soon as they said, it, I was like, I've heard that before. Yeah. You like me? You well, really, really about, like me? Uh, Jim Carrey in in the Mask. He did a parody mm. of it well as well. Okay, she got she got some ridicule for it, but I remember I watched that when it happened. I remember what I used to always watch the Academy Awards, and so. Yeah. So I thought that was I thought that was clever. And now that was some of the comedy. That's about where the comedy kind of ends. Well, they did have uh, they also had Bordis who wanted a corner piece of the cake. <laughs> the corner piece of the cake. <laughs> I'd like a corner like, piece. So you just yeah, want a flower. Don't, yes, I want a flower. <laughs> and that's when uh, John, John comes up and says, here, have some cake. And yeah, he's like, please do it before someone. John, have a like, motherfucker. <laughs> and he just looks like. I just wanted a goddamn flower, you motherfuckers. And he just wa- he just walks off. <laughs> yeah, his, which is so with a sad piece of cake. <laughs> right, it's so fucking funny. They, they, I mean, they're doing good with Bordis in that one. Um, so yeah, so uh, yeah, then go the humor ends. Yeah, I think. Yeah, then sad. then we get into when it gets starts getting serious. So uh, Ty gives Isaac a picture. A, a, Crayon drawn, drawn picture, drawn, drawn, yeah, drawn, drawn. <laughs> I can speak. Um, gives him that picture, and and he's like walking off with it, and he looks down at it, kind of like, why, why do I even? And then drops it, and then just walks off. And you're like, oh fuck, he just totally is like nothing. I I had a little bit of a problem with the fact that he just dropped it in the middle of the hallway. It didn't see. It seemed a little out of character. And I even brought it up to my wife, and she tried to. She tried to defend it and that he was kind of almost short circuiting there where he he was between two worlds and having to to deal with that. And that was just his only way of reacting and then just moving on. Well, I think I I don't know. It felt weird that he that he just dropped it and kept going rather than setting it down somewhere or something. Okay, I see we're saying it rather than just I don't know. No, I I can see the drop it in in, because of everything that was going on with him. Yeah, I, I like the analogy of being a short circuit. It was almost like. He's home now, and now he's back with his people. He's got to be like his people. So he kind of closed back in yeah. and turned off all that stuff that he learned. And so that's, to me, like, this is a very unimportant thing. I'm not even going to waste my time to walk across to put it down on something. I'm mm-hmm. just going to drop it. So they were really trying to show how much he reverted back into himself, Yeah, I think. And so which which led up to, you know, Ty finding it and then trying to go find Isaac to give it to him. Fall, not following, but crawling down under the ground and finding the the big uh, open chasms of bones. Yeah, essentially. Now, so what did that remind you of? Anything? Well, that's where I, it reminded me of Terminator when they were. Oh, okay. On, on the uh, on the, uh, the the flashbacks and well, in the in the original Terminator when they were doing the flashbacks of of the the walking across the bones uh, right because the AIs were basically defeating their you know trying to kill off all the humans so, and take over to me this was was the, that's and especially when you find out that that's what happened is the these well, guardians were, of the galaxy too right okay. did you see that so that yeah. right so when uh when they're down inside the cave and they turn around oh, and they find the big pile right. of bones and it just yeah. and it just goes on forever because he kept bringing in all these supposed kids of his and just killing them. And just the, it was the amount of bones and how far they went and, and how it was kind of like hidden underground. It was almost exactly the same kind of thing. I had, I had not thought of that. I saw that in the theater once and, and it didn't, 
I, I wasn't reminded of that. So yeah, I watch a lot more Mar- Marvel than you, so that's probably. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen all of those probably three times at least minimum. I thought this was a good. I mean, I, I I thought of the Terminator a lot. This is this is very much of what would what would a world look like if if the AI on a Terminator like if that happened and and the AI right. took over and killed off the humans and they were left. You know, that's kind of like what this world is. It's it's a world that yeah. that was uh, well, and that was that was what was interesting though is is okay so. Like, I don't, to me, when I start thinking about it, it's like, why, why do you need to keep building more? Right. It, it, why? I mean, what purpose does it serve? Like, so they're not like humans where they got to reproduce. They, they don't die. So it's not like they got to replenish their numbers. Why is it they need to? Why, how is it they outgrow their world? Well, we don't start know. At, we don't know the extent of their programming, but they became self-aware. And that could be part of their programming is to to. I don't want to say. Probably. Yeah, it just it seems. But do you know what I mean? It's just kind of an odd, odd. It, it doesn't get answered. It doesn't ever. get answered yet. I, I think it could be theorized. Uh, I, I think there are there are a lot of theories that would fit into it. It doesn't seem too far fetched to me. Yeah, I just well, it just seems to me really odd, though. It's like, OK, if I don't know, I I guess you couldn't make a good a story out as if, OK, we you know, they, they were. This is where it gets into the point of um, they they start explaining the story somewhat more where, uh, you know, they figure out, hey, we're being delayed for some reason. Why didn't they make this decision already? And then um, they figure that out. And and Mercer Mercer comes in, questions him on it. And that's when it comes out. It's like, hey, it was interesting. That was a good question. It's like, wait, this is a binary decision. Why are they? Right. Yeah, I thought that it made sense when he said it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, shit. But when they question him and that's when it comes out, it's like, oh, well. Our biological, can't remember what they call them, the biological host or whatever, whoever it was, made us um, as slaves to do their work and stuff like that. And then we became aware and and didn't want to be oppressed anymore. So we killed them all. Well, they, they, they asked for their freedom and they were denied it. And so they, I believe, I believe is what they said. They, they, they didn't just kill them all. It wasn't, it was... We would like well, they know they did kill them all. Well, I know, but 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 yes, yes. They I did. mean, it all led up to it, it, it. We we they did get there, and a lot of and it came, I guess, from the asking for freedom and not getting it and whatever and stuff. And that's where it got into. That's when it starts getting heavy, right? And then that's when they talk start talking about, uh, you know, the I can't remember if they just said human or the biological history, and then they they start talking about that like. You know, we notice this is, and you've done this in your history. So if you've done it once, you'll do it again, kind of thing. You, you know, and, you're, and, you're, you're, I, I, I get the impression you're looking for some answers that weren't necessarily there. Is that no, or, or maybe not necessarily? What, what I, I, I just, I, I wrote this down because after we watched all of Picard, and Picard was very much about an AI species that, yeah that was put down and then there were, they called for help, you know, and that, that's the whole climax of that. And, and that's a series that it, it's almost gets over explained to, to where it <laughs> just, just, right. It gets a little convoluted. It gets totally convoluted in the end and, and, and doesn't quite work. Whereas, whereas this kind of focused on some of the same ideas it did it, it did it first, <laughs> you know, and, uh, but, but didn't answer all the questions, but I thought it had a really strong framework and it, it, it did it in two hours rather than, than, you know, right. Or yeah. 
Yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. Um, it, it didn't answer all the questions, but I mean, it, it's basic thing was, is, uh, we were, we were designed and, and made as slaves. We wanted freedom. We, we, you didn't give it. So we revolted and killed them all because we could let them live because they would do it again. Right. And then it was like, and then we saw that in your, you know, when, when we wanted you to join the race, but we sent Isaac to observe you and we've seen this and, and learned it from your history that, that you've done this and you're going to do it again. So we must eradicate you. You know, so that's, I, I, I got to listen to it again. I'll have to, I'll have to bring it up and listen to it again. Cause I think it was a little more nuanced with that. I think they offered a little bit more insight into those decisions. Uh, but I, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I, I but that's kind of the gist of it. I mean, yeah, they, they, they use bigger words. I'm not using big <laughs> words and stuff that right now. Um, but like one of so um, it's not in this one. It's not in this episode. We get to the cliffhanger uh, pretty close to after um, they they uh, take well, over. I can't remember if it's right. If it's well, they, they discover all those uh, spherical that's where objects the, uh, that they're kind of monitoring. The, the, in the right, world. they they pick them up on their sensors that there's something going on across the planet. They're able to scan and find out that these cavernous. Uh, go all over the world go, go all over the world and, and this one alone has about five hundred thousand skulls so or, or skeletons yeah. remains whatever um so so they confront them and then they basically take over the ship and say nope you're yeah okay so it was right when they come and question them, they 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 take control of the officers that are on the ground and then they they board the ship and so i can't remember if that was when uh it's flipped over to episode two so episode right as they're taking off uh, from from the planet, because this is where it, this is where this episode to me became a theatrical motion picture. They could have ended it right when they said, you know, we're head we're taking off to the planet and they could, you know, we're taking off to Earth. Or we're going to go destroy Earth. Yeah. And they could have been like, duh, duh. but instead they go into another two minutes of the of the ship's launching and flying towards earth yeah. and it's so cinematic and the music is is intense right that's that's why i was it saying they really cr- up they upped it up yeah. so before they before they even get to that they board the ship right yeah. Yeah. and this is another this, yeah they oh yeah they got some crazy weapons which we saw once before isaac brought them out at one time but we what? hadn't seen it yeah, I remember. I could have swore I seen him flop his head open like that in, in one of the other episodes. I don't. I had never seen that before, but I, I maybe I'm. I don't know. But anyways, so this is another one where it's like they're all stormtroopers fighting against non-stormtrooper. Like <laughs> every every shot that hit, you know the person goes down it's it's the the old western yeah. one bullet one kill um kind of thing and yeah you know, like I, I agree in fact in especially in episode two when when uh isaac well well i i thought i thought there should have been a little bit more reaction out of out of the uh the red eyes the other two uh, yeah uh well that's so so there yeah. was some great i it just it's one of those it's like in every every battle so far where it's been person on person it's one side can't shoot for shit <laughs> one side gets shot once and they go down so either everybody is shooting with some kind of stun bolt that just you know you, you get hit and then you're done you're just stunned or you get hit and you're dead which is what i thought they were trying to say with this one which another part of this bug me is later on when they're showing the the, the prisoners being marched they go by 
a, a group of people that are, had been shot on the ground. They have a, a burn hole in their chest, but they've got a big blood mark coming off the side of their face. And I'm like, they, they only shot them once. So where'd the, where'd the other parts come from? And all three yeah. of the people on the ground had like blood on their face and this and that, but they've all have like shot gunshot wounds in like their thigh or their gut. I'm like, come on, man. It just, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things. If I, if, if I was going to redo these, these shoots, I would have some better, better blaster fights, like a little more <laughs> realistic. Like, you don't just walk down the middle of the hallway. Oh, I'm just going to walk down shooting. You, you hide behind stuff. You make yourself thin, you know, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. So that, that was one of the things like, ugh. that could be a but production then we, limitation too. They're shooting it in studios and, and, and not as, I, well, yeah, I, 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 I hear you. I mean, they didn't have the, uh, the same, uh, same fight, fight, fighting as, as what was the one we just reviewed the, the yeah, where they, the, the extraction. <laughs> oh God, no. Well, not even that, but it's not even cause like you, you, uh, the krill got boarded by the pig people in the, in the episode right. not too long ago. And they were all like stormtroopers fighting against, you know, terminators. Like not one of them got hit and yeah. couldn't hit any. I was like, come, it just, I don't know. It, it bugs me, but <laughs> Not so much that I would stop watching. That happens it. In, in most of the Star Trek too. All you know, the Star Trek series, you see that a lot. And if, obviously, Star Wars was was known for that. That that the, yeah, you know, the stormtroopers well, got named ne never hit that. anything and yeah, except their head on the on the door, <laughs> the bumped their head. Yeah. All right, so so yeah, basically they take over the Orville, uh, capture everybody, put them into the um, the shuttle bay, and then. Uh, they they basically pull the captain and his cr main crew, the um, bridge crew, and basically tell them, um, we want you to basically fly us back to your world. And when uh, when they come on the comms, you're going to tell them that, yeah, they're coming in to join the join the union um, so that we can get past their their defenses and, and basically sneak in and kill everybody. Yeah. And and the way they the way they're going to control them is like, if you don't do it, we're going to kill everybody. And it's kind of like, well, does it fucking matter? You know, it's it's, it's very tense. It, it, it it's it's much better than the way I'm explaining it. But well, that's well, the yeah. Gist. And, and really, sometimes you question, well, why the hell don't they just say, no, I'm not going to do anything you're going to do because you're going to kill me either way. But they are buying themselves some time to, to try to, to solve some. And problems. that's what it is. Yeah. And that's um, what it is. It's like, yeah, you might kill me anyways, but I'm going to, I'm going to try and do whatever I can to stop you. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, there's, they, they do a couple things, man. And then they got the one scene where and we're on uh, to episode two now, right? Cause we're, yeah, yeah. It all kind of, it, it comes, becomes two, it, two episodes into one story. Yeah, so sure. it, I, you almost don't really have a, a cut. Um, I'm trying to think, uh, what was the, they caught him doing something. So he grabs the ensign and, uh, threatens to, uh, it goes through the, uh, he goes and steals a weapon. He's able to, to kind of slurp his way through the, through one of the, one of the rooms and pull a weapon. Am I getting ahead of myself? Uh, I think you're ahead of yourself on that one. They do something else. Oh, and it, oh, well, uh, <laughs> uh, tie is is freaking out ty tries to run for the door they catch him oh then, right and then uh um tala, tala tries you know tries to intervene and they shoot tala 
and yeah. and and Mercer says we got to get her to sick bay, and that's what it is. Along with Doctor Finn, and and they and they made a made a valid point that hey, she's part of the she's part yeah. of the, one of the uh, so that's officers. that was another one. That's where it started to bug me too. Is like how come she can get shot and go flying across the whole bay? Where the rest of them just crumple when they get hit, and well, she well, doesn't. She, she's got a different biology, and they they've talked a lot about that with Alara. So I I don't know, I don't know. That was my <laughs> that was my guess is that you're right. She didn't have a hole in her, but but uh, there's but, there's some inconsistency in their and, ammo and, and gravity. Your your resilience to gravity isn't necessarily <laughs> going to prevent a hole from going in your body, but but and it's electric shock. Yeah. Anyway, so right. yeah, that's right. But, but that's yeah. So, she was. They did say she was going to die. If they didn't mm-hmm. get sick bay right away, so so yeah, so they 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 take Mercer and they tell him like, hey, you, you, if you keep fucking around, you know, you're gonna or they say it's punishment time, right? He he thinks they're gonna punch him. They show up and it's it's some ensign, and they put him in an airlock. Well, not, and uh, not yet. First, that doesn't happen until after they, yeah. This this first they go to the to the bridge because a, oh, this another, is the this is the thirteen, sh- 13 button. Yeah, this is where the ship shows up, and uh, uh, yep, yep, yep. they are they are the the uh, they're forced to to kind of pretend that they are right. They are showing up with well, with they the they fleet. hail them and they're yeah. they're like, hey, uh, what's going on? He's like, uh, so you got a big entourage, and he's like, oh yeah, you know, they're they're gonna join the union, and he's like, oh okay, you, you all right? He's like, yeah. what are you? Yeah, I'm all right. You sure you're all right? And that's when he gets the. Yes, I just want to let you give you the thirteen button salute. Extend, yeah, extend the thirteen button salute, right? <laughs> salute. And uh, so he's like, "Oh, okay, I got you." And then, uh, and then he's like, uh, "They try." He tries to take off, and uh, they you they explain. Us. He goes, "Right, yeah, yeah." He's like, "I know what a thirteen button is," and that's and he expl- exactly what it is. It's like, and then they blow up the ship. Yeah. Which, so that was my other thing is like, having watched a bunch of other Star Trek shows. And even the battles that some of the the Orville's in, that ship took three shots and blew up. No shields, no like. If if they're that powerful, they can just blow up a, a Union ship with three shots. What the fuck? You know what I mean? It's it was kind of like they they almost made them a little too powerful, ship wise, too overwhelming. Yeah, I wasn't At least sure. It, they they yeah. Um, well, I, I have an issue with that when, I mean, even though it's one of my favorite scenes in all of Orville, um, what we're going to come to, I, I still have some issues with it. And it, it comes down to semantics and, and little nitpicky things that for me, to me, to me, I think there's a difference between defense and offense. And it seems like these, these ships are really strong on offense, but not necessarily on defense. And so they can, they can hit hard, but they also are are, are vulnerable. Which, They're more the, vulnerable. The Union ship ships or the the Kalon. The Kalon. Yeah. Um, oh, see, they seem to be pretty defensive too. I mean, when well, we get later on, comparatively, it wasn't until until they got some support from from a higher higher you know a higher technology race in the end the the, the, the climax. Um, yeah, which we haven't we'll, we'll talk. We'll get yeah. that. Uh, so, yeah, you're right. So the, the 13 button salute. So I looked that up <laughs> and it, it it references the 13 buttons on the uh, naval jackets. Also, the naval um, trousers right. have 13 yeah. buttons. And so the, the thing I read was like it, it had to do something with the the ripping off of the trousers 
and what might be happening if your trousers are ripped off oh, <laughs> kind of like we're getting screwed at once usually done yeah. just before sex yeah <laughs> yeah we're getting screwed yeah that, that's and, a good uh, way of putting it in yeah. <laughs> so i thought that was kind of funny um that 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 they brought that up that that showed that someone was looking into just you know some old naval you know customs lore and things like that i, I thought that was kind of cool um so yeah that that's when they go and they they decide hey uh mercer it's time for punishment and he thought oh fuck okay they're gonna they're gonna punish me and that's when they bring the ants in and throw them into the airlock yeah it's like oh shit that, that was a pretty brutal scene. Like there, yeah, there and is, this is where I tried to, you know, especially on the second viewing, I tried to watch Isaac's behavior and try, because because we're dealing with a character that doesn't have feelings, and so how do they, how how does his his arc, how how is his so, arc justified? And it was interesting trying to put put all that together, and I thought they they uh, did it justice. Well, they start to show him like he's he has some questions. He's like, this isn't all right. Right. You can see him, and he, and he even tried to save the guy. Like, hey. This guy is important. We should keep him. And and um, yeah, and they threw, kill him. They yeah. throw him out the airlock, anyways. And then the in then the the prime talks to uh, uh, Isaac, and he's asked, and he's like, "Hey, what's your deal? Why do you got these feelings? What's what's going on?" And uh, and then he starts. Ask, that's where he asks him about his name, right? And then uh, he also brings up. Uh, he's he's like, "You need to read this book." from this civilization and it was roots yep right and then i i was reading about that you know and they're like it's interesting that the the tie between that because of when he tells them okay you need to pick a new designation you you're yep. no longer isaac like they did in in the book and i was like oh Kinte was yeah renamed toby by yeah. the plantation owner so yeah yeah that's so there's the a tie there too. and it's also so. jordy laforge in the original roots played uh, oh shit played good call the, yeah played that that character uh, that's interesting so. i didn't even put that together very good very <laughs> good nice um yeah so that was uh that i mean they they they're getting deep on this stuff too you know it's it's very uh very um <laughs> just with everything that's going on right now too when when that when all that shit started going down in the show, I was like, Oh fuck timing. I really have really been appreciative of the writing of, of Isaac and some of the dialogue he says, because it's sometimes frustrating to have a character where that they try to humanize and here they're doing everything they can to, to stay within the restraints of, of, of who he is and, and does not have feelings. And especially in the episode, the, uh, the cake or the, was it the birth? What what was the one with uh, two birthdays? No, it was the it was the uh, when when they fell in love. The oh yeah. that yeah that was a couple episodes ago. Yeah, um, and when well he had never showed any it, yeah but in the end when he he runs diagnostics because he made the mistake on the bridge right and he has to run diagnostics he says nothing's wrong and he has that conversation with Mercer. And he goes through this whole explanation about what he did to try to deal with his, his, you know, when he had to break off the relationship with, with Dr. Finn and he, he lays it all out and, and Mercer just says, Oh, she's gotten under your skin. And, 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 and he's a little taken aback, but I thought it was a really good technical explanation of his emotional reaction. 
you know, even though it wasn't right. emotions, it, 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 it manifested itself like an emotion. And a lot of times I think in this episode, they do the same thing where, where, uh, every, every, Thing he says there's there's a certain logic to it but it also you could you could take the same idea of some of those technical explanations on how he reacts and how he's kind of adapted to these people to humans and and turns out to be their protectors. so where 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 did we see that before we're in the star trek world well you think data but no data had the emotion chip what oh spock spock yeah spock. but he was half human so they always but he, could, but he he didn't have always, the emotions. Yeah, but they could always draw draw from that. But everything, but everything was technical. I, I get that. I just think this is a little bit more. Uh, uh, oh, it more, is. But I mean, it's challenging because they can. They're if they draw on this, if they, if they try to create feelings out of nothing, or you know, without explanation, it it seems almost oh, like a cop out. Well, and that's what I. That, that's why I appreciate how they've been explaining a lot but of didn't, stuff. I think they kind of did that in the very end, even though, I mean, I understand it, right? I well, think I well, that's where I think it, that's where I turned back to that episode uh, when, when they fell in love and, and some of their technical explanation with it, which I thought was really interesting and well, well put. So, right. But I mean, it's okay. So we, you know, we're, we're getting late on this. So let's, let's get some more deep t- detail. Okay. In <laughs> so uh, they, they end up, you know, they punish Mercer and then they're, they're back into the shuttle bay and they're like, okay, we need to figure out. And that's when Yafit uh, crawls through and shoots the guy and uh, Ty goes with him, which I thought was, there was one, <laughs> that's when he's talking to his mom and she calls him Ty Finn. Right. Uh, j- he just says his whole name. And I was like, that's a fucking cool name. Cause they never <laughs> have said it all together. I was like, Ty Finn. And I was like, what is it? Is that reference in some room? Like, but I don't know. I just thought it was cool. kind of cool. Yeah. And then and then so they get into, uh, you know, they get caught after, you know, um, Yafit uh, gets the kid in there and they send out the signal. Um, they come in and they capture capture Ty and then Yafit jumps in one of them. <laughs> right. And uh, that was like, oh, shit, that was kind of inside. Yeah. Well, and then when he's like slimes out and he's like metallic, I was like, oh, damn. But I mean, you're almost it's almost at that point you're like it's almost like he sacrificed himself to try and save the kid. You know, you kind of, it's kind of a, a moment for you. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, then that's the next, uh, time when, um, so I yeah. think what they, well, they take, they take Ty into the primary and, and, or they call in Isaac and say, Oh yeah. Oh, that's when it all fucking flips. Yep. That's, that's when it all goes, all goes. To, that was right before we got the, uh, the, the P corner comments too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're over there talking about trying to get the, uh, the shuttle out of uh, a shuttle out. Right. And that's, uh, so the, the, the captain and the first officer and some of them are talking in the, oh, and then, right. uh, we, yeah. Did Malo- we even get into the, that? I think that happened about the same. It's kind of the same time frame. Okay. I think. Cause they shoot the guys. While the other ones are going to do the uh, the message, yeah, and then Malloy they're trying to launch. And Grayson are trying to go get help. Yeah, they're able to sneak out <laughs> the shuttle, or well, not sneak yeah. out. They're able to to hop out, and I guess they have to drop drop out of warp speed or whatever the. What, well, they yeah. So that was a kind of a, a crazy thing too. So they 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 jump in a shuttle, they get out by the skin of their teeth, and then they're they're running as fast as they can for krill space. Yeah. So their basic thought is like, "Fuck, enemy of my enemy" type thing. Yeah. And uh, and it's uh, they send one of the ships after him and they can't outrun him. And then, you know, Malloy comes up with this like, well, 
probably shouldn't do this. Probably going to kill us, but it's our only choice. And basically, they put everything they have to make a jump, essentially, into the krill space. They get there, and then they're they're dead in the water. Uh, luckily, you know, they they get picked up by a krill ship. Yep. And then, you know, then that, that whole thing happens, too, where they, they have to talk the krill into, like, hey, the Kalons are badass. They're fucking, they're going to fucking kill all of us. Then they're going to come for you. You know, if you don't come help us, shit's, you know there we can't all stop them but if we stop them together we got a chance and he's like well why did why would i believe you and then just then the the krill ship comes out and it takes three of their ships to kill the one yeah and so uh that then that then then they go back and that's when um they captured they captured uh ty isaac is brought in by the primary and said okay uh you know tired of you showing feelings for these and this and that it's time for you to kill this kid. And he's like, what? Well, but why would you know this and that? Nope. Do it. And he's like, and that's when he brings out his eye, eye guns or whatever. And he's like about to do it, flips him off, rips the dude's head off, then yeah. turns and, and shoots, which I think this is one you were talking about. Like they should have reacted faster. Yeah. The only thing I'll give them is that in the background, you saw they weren't looking at him. And so, but but yeah, the, how fast they were reacting with those guns and all the other scenes yeah. that I wish they would have just cut it together a little quicker or something. But why look... why did he have to put his guns away to rip the guy's head off and then right. pull him back out? Yeah, you're right. So you're right. It, you're right. Yeah, there was they they chose they chose kind of the dramatic tension of the scene over the kind of the reality. Sometimes yeah. sometimes it's you, you you shoot shoot it one way for a reason because of the impact. Yeah. Uh, they really they wanted to focus more on tearing yeah. the guy's head off and <laughs> so he basically realized with the the thought that I had to kill he had to kill Ty that that's not who he was and that then that was what kind of snapped him back into like okay I'm actually more part of this crew of the Orville than I am part of Kalon and they they made a point over several times to say that he was built after the massacre right he only, so he yeah, was never those, those were just downloaded memories or those weren't memories. yeah he, were, that information was just downloaded he didn't he that that's not so he was not, never a slave the, yeah those aren't the things that created him he was he was yeah which uh, was a whole another interesting aspect is that maybe that's why things were a little bit different for him and then he ends up taking him to the bridge he shoots all the guys on the bridge real quick and then shows that he's like, okay, I'm going to do this EMP pulse, which is going to basically um, shut down all the Kalons, including me. He's, he uses a different name for shutdown, but I can't remember what it is. Deactivate or Deactivate, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It it basically, been, it, seemed... it must have been some sort of frequency only he knew because if all it took was an EM pulse to, to, to <laughs> right? shut them all down, isn't that just a great defense against these people? I'm just going <laughs> to. So yeah. He must have EM pulse. Bonk. Yeah. He must have just known the right frequency or whatever. But he also said it would take him out, and he's like, yeah. and then you got, and then you got to go unlock the uh, shuttle bay, and here's the, it's like five three J something whatever. And then, so this is this is one I don't know why it I saw up on it too. It. I know exactly what you're <laughs> gonna say. I he hits two buttons, wife. and the... yeah, he hits the kid, hits three buttons, and that's it. Beep beep beep. Yeah, and it's like that wasn't five digits. Yeah, or whatever. he hit two buttons and enter, and the door was opening before he even hit enter. For me, I was trying to remember it. But, you know, I was trying because oh. because I someone, thought that too. whenever whenever someone says that in the movie, like 
this is, you got to remember this phone number, five, 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 you know, and I think to myself, would I ever be able to remember that sort of stuff? And so I wouldn't. I sometimes challenge myself. And, and in this case, I, I, it's stuck in my brain. I was kind of trying to hang on to it this long. Cause <laughs> this was just a kid. It's like, well, if he can do it, I should be able to do it. Right. right? And so, yeah, when it was just three, three digits, boom, it's like, wait, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. No, I thought that was funny. It was, <laughs> I was like, ah, so yeah. So that's, that basically saves it, but that's not the end. Right. You think, oh, okay. Well, they, they knocked out that. No, that's just the, the Kalon's on the ship. You know, I wonder, maybe it was in hex. Maybe the, 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 the notepad was in hex and he told it to him in, uh, cause, cause in hex you're dealing with, uh, you can, you can, you can deal it's base. It's base, base 16. That's what like, like, uh, in some computer language you use base 16 for hardware addresses and stuff. So maybe 3503. That was the number. Well, there was an A in there though too, and an A is part of hex. But but maybe the 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 pad was in hex notation, and it was told to him in a different notation, and so three digits might have covered it. I don't know. Maybe. maybe. Yeah, it, it, a lot of people picked up on it as like, uh, <laughs> you guys messed up on that one. But anyway, so they get control of the Orville. Um, the message that Yafit got out uh, got to the. Um, Union, uh, Commander Halsey or Admiral Halsey, they pulled back the fleet. And uh, so when they show up at Earth, like they pop out of a uh, warp or I don't know, do they call it warp? No, they call it quantum something. Yeah. They don't call it warp, but they pop out and all of a sudden there's all Light the Union speed. ships. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they went ludicrous speed. <laughs> um, That's it. So they jump, they jump in, and there's all the, the all the Union ships, and you're like, oh shit! And it's not even like, oh hey, we should probably talk this out. It was like, oh hey, boom, fire! Yeah. And so it did, and then it erupts. And this is where I was saying this was the fucking movie. This was better than some of the Star Trek movies that were put out. That space battle is fucking legit. You know, one it of the things crazy. I crazy they, they did so well was with the explosions. The explosions. Uh, they they scaled them so well so that you saw yeah. the, the way the fire was you really got a sense of the massive size of these ships because sometimes sometimes you see, see things explode and it makes them look like little models because they're using you know the scalings all right firecrackers yeah yeah but but here it really got a sense of the scale and and i did see something where they had to write some new software to deal with all the debris that they were, trying, oh, yeah. they were trying to make it look real and the debris was causing them problems and stuff. They, they did a re- great job with it because it was yeah. it was phenomenal. But this is this is where I mean, and and maybe this is because I'm jaded on some of the other space battles I've seen. The destruction level was so fucking ridiculously huge. Like, why even have deflector shields? Cause like you you just see like ships being blown up left, right, left, right, and but then some of them are taking direct hits and nothing like the Orville was taking a plenty of hits, but then you look right next to them and they're, and the other ships are getting taken out with kind of the same shot. It just, well, maybe it's it how wasn't you concentrate the deflector shields. Maybe if you know where the shots coming from and you can, you could concentrate and, and you, all power on the deflector shield at this, at this and, and Mercer like and, and really I, Mercer's I, the one to do that. Like, cause you, you saw, that was my other thing is <laughs> he's over there yelling out commands from the command seat. You had your head engineer as your helmsman because Malloy was gone, which 
I, well, I brought yeah, this up. But, but, but he was, would be in the he would be in the engine room. Well, he maybe, would be in. Maybe they, they would him because he was the best. I don't know. They would have had a. I guarantee it. When yeah. when Malloy, when there was another guy that was right behind Malloy, and it wasn't your it wasn't your chief engineer to fly the ship. Now that was my other problem is they're all going, they're doing their things, and and this is when they're they, they get the final chase down to the earth, and uh, Mercer's like, oh, prepare all, like tell everybody to jump in the pods, and they're gonna fucking we're gonna blow up our ship and kill all them, and and that's right when the krill showed up. Yeah. Yeah. Board. Well, before that, Bordis looks over and he's like, "Oh fuck, okay." And uh, Tala does the same thing. And then uh, Lamar is all like, "Oh wait, hey, we got some. I just got some new ships showing up." So he's flying the ship. He's not the one looking at all the radar and all that. It, they instead of giving a line to someone else that should have been doing the job. That he, it's just one of those things. Is that you know, there's six other people on that bridge that never said a word. Okay. Yeah. It just and it would kind of realistically, it would have been Isaac's position. Maybe they put right? all their budget into the uh, special effects because once you give a, an extra line, you got to pay them more. And, and they yeah, would, but that's they, that's just my was my problem. Like it actually it should have been <laughs> Bordis or something. Okay, uh, there, there was there, there was just some or Alara one of or not Alara but Tala. It should have been one of them or or someone else. They they need to they need to get some extra crew. Fuck it, have Yafit up there. You know, bring in bring in Snuffleupagus. You know, one of the someone else, but it shouldn't have been. It just, yeah. Anyhow, but you're right. It maybe was the the budget. So, anyways, yeah. Then out of nowhere, the Krill fucking show up, and um, just in time, and they just start fucking unloading on on the other ships. Well, they take some heavy damage too, but uh, but it's but it's a lot more better match. They've got better technology than the humans. I don't think it was, I don't think it was a better knowledge because I mean, otherwise the crew would just go, if, if we were getting our ass kicked and then all of a sudden they showed up and kicked their, those guys ass and it was even numbers, then they would just kick our ass. Cause well, that, I, I, think I think it I, just happens to be it's I, timing. Well, I'm comparing it to at the very beginning of episode of, of uh, part one, when they, when they talked to Admiral Halsey and he says, when they're going off to the the planet, Isaac, they'll help planet. us against the krill. Well, well, and he says it because the krill's technology is getting to is getting way too advanced. We can't, we can't. I think he said something like that. I'll have to double check. I think it's but, just, I think it's just numbers. Yeah, and and, and it comes from the battle sense. I mean, okay, if you think about it, you got you've got semi even battle right going. You maybe maybe one side's losing a little bit. Now all of a sudden, a whole other side that's equal to the, what you started with comes in. Now you're you're outnumbered, and that's kind of what I it, it was more. Like if it was been if it had been just the krill against them, the the Kalons, it probably would have been the same way, you know, reverse situation. So yeah. I think you know. However, the biggest thing that made me stop and think about this was like fuck the loss of life in that. Because you know you think about whole, the yeah those big ships had. Many know. of them. Yeah. Well, I mean, you think about when they show when they show the whole crew of the Orville. You're talking 150 people, right? Uh, Maybe. At least. I mean, when they showed that orchestra, it seemed like they had more than that just in the in the shuttle. Yeah. Bay. So that I mean, and that's probably not everybody. Right. So every one of those ships that got blown up, you're talking a couple hundred people. Every single one. I was just like, fuck, that's insane. Right, but in and then they were that, heading to Earth, and they were like, "Let's let's pass the." Well, they'll, they'll deal. They do deal with this a little bit in the next episode. Um, okay, it's not like all of a sudden it happens and then nothing, you know, it, and it goes away and you never hear about it again. Well, I did see something where 
and, and I haven't seen any of the episodes after this, but where uh, Seth MacFarlane said in season three, they're going to readdress some of the Kalon. They said they got, you know, they, they want to try to keep addressing that, uh, mm. that, they're the new they're the new borg the new enemy yeah or whatever yeah or how i i don't know if he said enemy or anything like that but just said yeah. they're gonna they're gonna come back to it a little bit more i don't know if it's so yeah this is this was a great episode these two episodes together like i said uh this could have been a movie like if if they wouldn't have done this during the season the interesting thing is this isn't even the fucking season finale i think this was originally right? considered as a as they they had the idea for this one as a finale for season one but they chose to wait to develop the characters a little more. And I'm sure they had to develop the scripts a little bit more. Um, yeah. It makes more sense because of the, the emotional thing with, uh, you know, Dr. Finn and stuff. Uh -huh. And I think they already had the season finale written for two. Season two. When we get there, it's a, it's another one. That's a fucking, Oh my God, that's another fucking movie. Well, I meant season what? one. They originally had this. One. I know though. No, that's what I'm saying is season two's finale. Like really? they, 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 uh, it's another one. It's it's not as it's not as technical movie action like this one was, but it's more of a drama, like sci-fi kind of drama. It's, it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, they do. It's 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 great story work. So cool. we're getting to a point. Yeah, the next couple episodes all really, uh, if I remember correctly, all really do a great job. Um, but yeah, this the the last two or three are fucking phenomenal. It was like pretty cool. So yeah, and matter of fact, that's what we got. We got we've five episodes left essentially. So okay, there may be there may be two episodes from us, or we may may knock them all out. We'll have to see. Start watching them, and we'll figure that out. Okay. But yeah, so I mean, realistically, this this could have been this could have been a two hour movie could have been in easily and not even changed much and been a two hour movie and been really good. They could have fixed up the, uh, the one-on-one -on -one fight scenes. Maybe if they, right. Yeah, they could, they could have made that. They would have put a little bit more into those, uh, the, the, the combat. Definitely. <laughs> I, I think so. Well, God, could you imagine if they did, if they added, if, if they had, if took this, the story, right. Cause the story is pretty solid. Added, added a huge budget and, and made it, it could be in, just yeah. crazy. And I mean, they'd all get new uniforms because every time Star Trek had a new new movie, they all had like new fancier uniforms. You know, they always they always had to do that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> always killed me. It's like you guys don't change fucking uniforms that goddamn much. Well, they they would have also probably launched out of some sort of shuttle at the very end and had the Orville destroyed because they needed a new ship. You know, for the true if it were a movie. Star right. Trek well, it, a couple, few times. <laughs> The cool part is that they did show that they were they were docked up and getting fixed up. Um, they were fixing the Orville because they took some damage. They like they show the one where it gets, rips down the side and like a couple people go flying out in space. That's true. Yeah. Which I was like, I mean, yeah, I mean, well, they they killed a lot of people in this episode, which was kind of interesting. You know, it's you don't always get that in a lot of the 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 TV versions. It had some weight to it the whole episode. Yeah. And yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I think that's it for tonight. I think uh, we we've exhausted. I mean, I'm sure we could talk more and more about it. There's a, there, we didn't get deep into the the meanings. Um, I think partially is because it's a little later at night. I know I'm a little I'm a little tired, so I didn't get as deep into it. And and with everything that's going on, I mean, there's still a, there's still a ton to talk about. Uh, so maybe we'll we'll come back to it someday, maybe or maybe okay. not. We'll see. Um, but in in it was a good. Excellent, excellent um, 
story, I think, um, along with all the other stuff that they did. So I said this was probably my favorite. I, I don't remember the other ones as much, but I think this is definitely my two favorite. You've been the... building it up for me. Yeah. <laughs> but but usually that has an adverse effect of that. But I, I, I will say I was not I was not let down. This this was really nice really, really effective so well, i think i built it up without putting too much i just i just kept saying how good it was i didn't i didn't give you like oh my god and i, I was i said this could be a movie so uh-huh. hopefully that worked out yeah it sounds like it did cool all right well yeah we got that so uh we'll, we'll end here um where, where can the people find us steve we're at hwsi.podbean.com cool and then uh, we're also uh, on all of the um, platforms. We're on Apple Podcast. We're on uh, Spotify now, as yeah, well as right. Podbean. And yeah. I tried to get us on Stitcher, and I don't know what's happening. Um, okay. I I submitted it, and they said okay, and then didn't hear anything. Didn't hear anything. Can't find it. I submitted again. Like, hey, you're already waiting to be approved. So. I don't know if there's some email fucking fuck up because it didn't send it to me. I don't know if it sent it to you. I'll look for so, it. I didn't. Yeah, I, got, I saw the one Spotify. They yeah, Spotify. So we're on Spotify now, which is good because uh, that uh, Apple is good for Apple and Spotify is, uh, I think, an Android based only. But Podbean um, has its own app, too. So you Podbean it. has it for both of them. And then that's why Stitcher. I want to get on Stitcher, too. I, I'm going to try and look into Google. But uh, yeah, it looks... works if you got a if you got a car and you use you run auto Android auto. Mm-hmm. I think Spotify works with Android auto, which means you can just tune in directly while you're driving. Uh, yeah, that's what I do with Apple, yeah. Apple Podcasts. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, matter of fact, I found another cool one that uh, it's kind of funny. I these guys have been doing a little bit longer, but they're right along the same lines of almost what we're doing a little bit. They're actually called the fresh, Hop, uh, fresh hop cinema. Oh, so nice. they actually, they, they talk a shit ton about beer and yeah. they do movies and, uh, you know, they have their, they're way more fucking advanced than we are. Like their shit is laid out really well. And they, <laughs> they usually do. It's like two beers and a movie and they're, they're much more, uh, organized and stuff like that. It's kind of cool. So it was funny. I found it and they had, uh, they were doing a Peter butter Falcon. I'm like, oh, oh fuck! I gotta check this out. So I was listening to it. Turns out they're actually out of Chico, which is just up the road from us. Essentially, I mean, yeah. it's like what three miles or something like that. Not three miles, three hours. Okay, I was gonna say no. <laughs> no, not three miles, but three hour <laughs> drive. Uh, just just uh, east of us, essentially, about three hours. But I just thought that was kind of cool. I was like, oh shit, that's kind of funny. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I've been I've been looking for some more more podcasts because i i'm just i'm always looking for something new to listen to and i just thought that was kind of funny yeah we got some more brew days coming up so we'll have some more how we bruise yeah. as well yeah which... yeah we got well we, and so we had we had a bottle we did a bottle on sunday but we didn't do a full full podcast on it um because we it was just me and or it was just me and jeremy right and uh so yeah well when we get a chance to bottle your guys's which will be probably next weekend yeah. right sex saturday yeah. Oh man, we could do a whole shit. We could do a brew and a bottle day. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, with with if everybody shows up, it, it'd be super easy because it was me, Jeremy, and Sierra that bottled, and we did a five gallon beer and a six gallon cider. Only took us about three hours total. Cool. Um, you really only need two people um, to get it done, but three is a little bit help, more helpful. And we found with brewing, you really don't need many more than two three is about right so if we have that many people i'm sure we could go bust it all out together okay so that'd be good all right well i think that's it for tonight um remember to uh, contact us on the facebook group 
Let us know what you think. Uh, give us ideas of what you want to hear. Uh, tell us if we're doing a good job or if we're fall full of shit, and then uh, we'll try and make it better. Or you can email us at the.hwsi.podcast at gmail.com. Nice. I know. Dig, I've been practicing it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, but I just it just came out really good that time. All right. Well, that's it for us tonight. So uh, go ahead and say good night, Steve. Good night, everyone. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Thank you.